Fighting broke out again in California as the Mexican Independence Front, with armored support from Mexican tanks, attempted to push north against the United Farmers Alliance, who have been receiving support from Texas. The governor of Texas stated that she would not hesitate to support her fellow Americans in their struggle against the Mexican threat. Solar News Network, Year 54 Hoshiko didn't want to admit it, not even to herself, but she was bored. She was the kind of person who always wanted to be doing something. She'd always been a very active person, even as a young girl growing up on Stuart Asteroid. Hoshiko had been first to take a spacewalk, first to explore the nooks and crannies of the asteroid without parental supervision, first to use a neural interface and plunge into a virtual world, first to lose her virginity and first to apply successfully to the Naval Academy. The thought of just sitting in orbit around Martina was horrifying, yet she'd been stuck there for over six months. There were only so many tasks for the squadron, and she was privately surprised that morale had held up as well as it had. Because we're pretty much isolated out here, she thought, as she paced her cabin and scowled at the near-orbit display, and there's very little to do. She glowered at the blue-green planet at the center of the display, surrounded by hundreds of starships, orbital habitats, and industrial nodes. Martina was a shared world. There were over twenty different races living in near harmony on the surface, and there was almost nothing in the way of planetary authority. No one had been able to muster the authority to tell her she couldn't establish a naval base in the system, but no one had been able to meet her for more substantive discussions either. She hoped for their sake that no one ever decided to view the system as a target. There was no unified defense force, but she knew the peace surrounding the planet wouldn't last. Martina had no less than nine gravity points orbiting the local star, each one a money-making bonanza for a military power strong enough to demand passage fees. And they'll get them, too, she reminded herself. Interstellar shippers will pay whatever it takes to get through a gravity point, cutting hundreds or thousands of light years off their trips. She picked up the data pad containing the latest set of readiness reports, then put it down again unread. There was no point. The squadron had exercised regularly both to ensure their skills were kept up to par and show off humanity's military might to potential threats. But they hadn't fired their weapons in anger since a brief encounter with a pirate ship two months ago. Her real problem was keeping her crews busy and entertained, ensuring they didn't slip into VR worlds or sneak down to the planet and desert. There was a small human community on Martina, after all, descended from men and women who'd been taken from Earth centuries ago. An enterprising crewman could probably make a few local contacts and vanish if he wished. Somehow, Hoshiko doubted the local authority would help to search for a missing crewman. And if Uncle Mungo wanted to punish me, she muttered to herself, he couldn't have found a better way. She glowered at the display again. The squadron was so far from Earth that everything they heard was second or third hand, passed on by a handful of supply ships and freighters that had made their way to Martina, hoping to open up new trade routes into the sector. Hoshiko didn't blame them for trying. Having dinner with the trader captains was one of the few highlights of her position. But so far, the results had been very poor. The sector didn't have anything unique or interesting, and it was very far from Earth. She was surprised the freighters kept coming. Probably trying to buy more starships, she thought crossly. We could never have enough. Her intercom buzzed. Captain, this is Ensign Howard on the bridge, a voice said nervously. He clearly hadn't managed to overcome his fear of interrupting his commanding officer, who would doubtless be doing important work in her cabin. We have five ships inbound to Martina at FTL speeds. Hoshiko frowned. Ensign Howard was so young she was marginally surprised he wasn't still in diapers. 
Jackie Fisher was his first assignment, right out of the academy. He was simply too inexperienced to realize that few captains would be angry if they were disturbed, not even if it turned out to be nothing. Better safe than sorry was a lesson the Solar Union had drummed into its citizens from a very early age. Asteroids, even with modern technology, were hardly safe. Five ships, she repeated. Every day there were hundreds of starships passing through the system. She tried to keep her voice calm. Why do you think this is important? There was a pause. Captain, two of them read out as Livingston-class freighters, Howard said finally. The other three seem to be warships, and they're in hot pursuit. They're practically right on top of the freighters. Hoshiko's eyes narrowed. Livingston-class freighters were unique to humanity, as far as she knew. There were only a handful in the sector, all of which were registered with the Solar Union. Two of them flying in unison almost certainly meant a trade mission, and if that was the case, the pursuing warships were an ominous development. She sent a command through her implants into the cabin's processors, getting them to display the live feed from the gravimetric sensors. Howard was right. Five ships would not be flying so close together if three of them weren't trying to run the other two down. I'm on my way, she said. Assuming the freighters were heading for the base she and her crews had painstakingly established, they'd drop out of FTL within two hours. Sound yellow alert, then inform the squadron to prepare for combat maneuvers. Aye, Captain, Howard said. It was probably nothing more than pirates, Hoshiko told herself as she checked her uniform in the mirror before striding out of her office and down towards the bridge. But she couldn't help feeling a thrill of excitement anyway. The pirates wouldn't be expecting to run into nine heavy cruisers, not a Martina. There wasn't even a formalized out-system patrol force to fend off pirates who might come calling. Even the ground-based defenses weren't as formidable as they could have been. She stepped through the hatch and walked to her command chair. No one saluted. Yellow alert protocols insisted that crewmen had to watch their consoles at all times, but she saw a number of backs stiffen as Ensign Howard practically leapt out of the command chair and snapped to attention. Hoshiko gave him an approving smile, then nodded towards the tactical console. I have the bridge, she said firmly. You have the bridge, Captain, Ensign Howard said. Intruder ETA is now 97 minutes, assuming they drop out at your predicted endpoint, Hoshiko said, cutting him off. She didn't blame the ensign for assuming the unknown ships were heading for the base, but there was no way to be sure. Squadron status? Yellow alert, Ensign Howard reported. Combat data net is standing by, ready to activate. Tactical communications net is up and running. No signals from the planet as yet. Unsurprising, Hoshiko said. She took her seat and studied the tactical display for a long moment. Take your console, Ensign. Let's see what's coming our way.